Welcome back to Skyrim 10 AD. We are on uh, episode 29 in session 10 here. And uh, if you're just joining us, uh, we've just finished up in um, uh, Dead Man's Drink in Falkreath, where um, uh, Botty met a, an old mentor, Talsgar the Wanderer, and he gave her some training uh, in some martial weapons. Uh, with a help from um, Valder and and Mouse, um, and we also had uh, experienced a little heart to heart, um, to heart with um, Luke and George and Lenny um, about some of his experiences back in Riften, and um, we had a little chat between uh, Mouse and um, uh, Jaquai about their their rewards, their help, uh, uh, Mouse learning that. Uh, um, Jaquai has been given permission to purchase property within Falkreath Hold. Um, known to most, this would be uh, a very great honour and not something that's given to everybody, but uh, there seem to be some very heavy, well-tied strings attached to this offer. Um, so join us back then, and um, we're all, you're all, it's probably getting late evening now, uh, creeping up on eight, nine o'clock, um, while you're all in the bar chatting with each other, having a couple of drinks, and uh, it's getting towards that uh, time of the night. Um, what would you guys like to do? Well, Mouse has fallen asleep in his chair and then leaning back, <laughs> snorts and falls backwards onto the floor and gets up, uh, decides to uh, just wander out into the evening uh, and get some fresh air. So uh, as you guys watch, a mouse just uh, gives you a little salute as he sort of like heads out the door to get himself some uh, fresh air. Uh, hmm. Botty, you are still with uh, Talsgar and Delacorte um, enjoying a drink and a chat and uh, a talk Um Sort of like swapping stories. Uh, you, you're telling him of uh, what you've experienced uh, or them uh, in uh, Falkreath and how you're loving it so far. And you got to see Halgen, where it all started, and sort of like you know you've heard uh, stories from um, from other people. And you've met uh, Avrusa Sarethi, um, who says he, he says he he never met, but he has heard of her and uh, a, a couple of stories of. Uh, Probably not should be shared in uh, in polite company. Um, and uh, Luke, uh, you are still sitting with uh, George and Lenny. Lenny's sort of like you know watching the show with uh, uh, Botty and things like that. It's dying down now. She's coming back to to sit back down with you. And uh, Jaquai is uh, fervently trying to <laughs> trying trying to meditate. Uh, usually he has this very relaxed look at his face, but you can see the furrowed brow and the, the tweaking whiskers. It's kind of like a twisting bow tie. His his nose in the center stays perfectly still. And the twitching tail, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The whiskers are still like twisting from side to side, um, like a bow tie. Um, anything you'd like to, anybody you'd like to talk to, anything you'd like to do in this evening time, you're probably getting close towards the end of the day where you might be thinking about getting some rest. Uh, 
so I'll at, at some sort of quiet moment when when Lenny is settled down a bit, I'll 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 look to George and and uh, say so. Uh, you know, again, quite quietly, not not you know, not for the whole bar to hear, but you know, what what are your plans now that you and Lenny are freed from a few different uh, things that were binding you? What 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 will you do next? Hmm. Well, we um, we owe a debt to you. I, I would like to to pay that debt back but I don't think um, we are currently in a in any sort of condition to pay that debt back um, I, re- I am really grateful for you getting and to all of you for uh, getting me out of there and getting us out of of that and for saving both of us sort of like you know she rubs the top of her chest um, through her armor, because um, she's checking to see if if it, making sure it hasn't come back. Um, but um, maybe I was a little bit too bullheaded or too rash coming out here too quick. So I've spoken to um, Avrusa. I didn't mean to do it behind your back, but. Um, uh, she offered to give me some training in uh, in alchemy. Um, she said, uh, I was thinking that it would probably help. So we were going to stay here with her um, until, you know, you know, we bother her too much that she tells us to leave. Uh, and then I was going to think about it and she like, looks to Lenny and sort of like wraps him on, on, the, on, the, on the shoulder and says, um, to offer to escort her back to um, to uh, Riften to Sereti Farm, make sure she that she's okay. Um, but um, and she's sort of like you know she kind of winces, but um, um, we're a little short on funds. Uh, she puts her head down, sort of like we were wondering, um, you know, if you'd be able to help us out on that. Of, of of course. Uh, so I'm just so uh, I'm I'm just trying to do some uh, mental arithmetic. What's uh so I'm trying to think sort of what what's you know it, thinking about uh, keeping them solvent for you know maybe a couple of weeks. Um, you know what what, what would be their I, I I what I'm trying to think of is you know, what's a reasonable you know sum to give them. Not extravagant, but also not, uh, you know, ensure they're well taken care of for a couple of weeks. You know, what 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 would the right sort of uh, sum be? Uh, you know, with with the with with the relative economy here. Um, you could probably think that living expensive. You just want to go bare living expenses, and I mean, it does cross your mind that um, um, you fought alongside uh, both of them sort of like you know put, putting this um, um, was alchemist to rest it was his aid and also Avrusa's aid um, uh, through there it was there with their help that you managed to sort of like a yeah. so that like crosses your mind but it, um, let's see I'm trying to have a look at um, to the book here and 
what it says for living expenses. Um, you're probably looking around about 10 gold. No, not even. Yeah, probably about 10 gold a day. Or maybe less than that. For just like uh, normal. Yeah, here we go. So, for a comfortable lifestyle, it would probably be two gold pieces per day to keep somebody sort of like in there in a comfortable um, setting. So they can go to an inn, have a, a bed, sleep that night, have a full meal, get up, have breakfast, and everything like that. And um, So having a, a comfortable lifestyle uh, probably be to covering two gold pieces per day. So, so... Just, just sort of thinking about the total sum here. Uh, so I, I don't want to do this here in the middle of the common room, but uh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll say, let's, uh, oh, uh, let's, uh, over after breakfast tomorrow morning. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's go, let's go meet back in the. Uh, and I'll sort of point sort of behind the inn. Yeah, presumably, there's some sort of relatively quiet, quiet area where we can just meet. Let's, let's, uh, let's, let's meet up. Uh, Behind the inn in the morning, and we'll uh, we'll make sure that you've got what you need to to uh, to, yeah. to take care of you and, and Lenny, and, and ensure that uh, you're you're not only taken care of, but also rewarded for for all the help that you gave us with with the alchemist. So so just looking ahead to that, I'll, I'll give them you know just sort of looking at sort of total booty that we've gotten and everything else, and you know maybe I'll give them uh, you know I don't. I, you know, I don't have an exact running total, but just looking at everything we've gotten, I, I feel comfortable maybe giving them about uh, fifty gold pieces out of the total party kitty. That you know that that should you know, keep them keep them plush for yeah you know, for the better part of a month or so. Um, out, of the, out of the party fun, I'll, I'll do that. Uh, not not here in the public room, but in the morning. You know, sort of assuming. Yeah, I mean, you can peacefully. You can probably go to like you know the rooms because the rooms are, are like semi-private anyway. Yeah, yeah, uh, nobody's sure, looking yeah. in on you. And um, try not to imagine the the rooms they're actually in the game because there's only like two of them, <laughs> and they're like you know wide open and everybody can see you. But there are some semi-private rooms and there is ones that have doors on them that you can sort of like you know shut over and nobody can look in. And sort of like you know there's bigger rooms that have like eight or nine beds in them in sort of like you know uh bunk bed type things and sort of like you know if they get a bunch of miners in one weekend so. and they've got much better high class rooms downstairs um in a basement sort of like area uh, which is where avru says is apparently staying you probably don't know that you probably haven't seen her but mouse seen her come in and talk to uh, valga and she headed downstairs to a, a private yeah so so i'll, I'll give them you know Maybe maybe fifty gold, and I think we've got some. We've got a variety of like little miscellaneous gems and things. So maybe one, you know, one gem worth maybe you know ten, fifteen gold, something like that, just to just to give them a little bit of uh, of a stash that if they for emergency funds. Yeah, um, was it uh, Lenny is the one that sort of like you know uh, holds his hand out, and he's got a big smile on his face. Really, because <coughs> Lenny has never seen more than probably two gold in his entire life. And in, at that point, it was in someone's hand, else's hand anyway. He's never seen this amount of money before, ever. Um, and you can see the jubilation in his, in his eyes when you're sort of like, you know, how many go, um, do, like, you know, do you say anything directly to him? Or is it sort of like, you know? So, 
Yeah, so to to the both, so I, I give the money to George, who seems a bit more, <laughs> a little more more centered, and I and I say, Leo, this is for both of you, Lenny. This is this is for your food, for your shelter, for the next few weeks. I, I think George he's says gonna, he's you're going to help out, Rooster. Yeah, no, no, don't worry. I'm not going to spend any of that. I'm going to get so much gold, and I'm going to live in that that castle. And nobody's going to have come anywhere near me ever again, or any of us. We're going to get our own private house and private land, and farms, and going to be having mammoths out there. We can watch the mammoths as they walk across the tundra, and nobody's going to be learning. Apart from you, obviously, and, and uh, Butty and uh, Jaquia Mouse. You guys can all come over, and you can come over to mine and George's houses. But yeah, don't worry, I'm not going to spend the gold. George actually gives him the gold. And he goes, you better keep that safe. He goes, yeah, don't worry. And uh, you, you you see the avarice in his eyes as he sort of like, you know, he's, he grabs the gold. And he stuffs it down in a pouch of his own, and it's tied up in a belt that goes underneath his trousers. And he tucks his shirt in <laughs> over the top of it. Uh, yeah, this looks like the safest place you've ever seen a stash of gold ever. I, I'm, I'm glad you're taking good care of it, Vinny. I, I pat him on the shoulder. You guys, and uh, she gives him a slap, like another again, um, sort of like a tap with the back of her hand on his uh, on his shoulder, and just like the, the fat of his arm, the muscle of his arm, a little bit harder this time. You can actually hear it. And he goes, oh, "Sorry, thank you, thanks, Luke." Thank you, uh, he goes, uh, thank you for for saving me and thank you for saving Anarchy. And um, no, really, uh, you you ever ever need my help? Uh, he goes, you just you just tell them to come and get me, and I'll be there whenever. Just thanks, Luke. And he, he actually puts out his hand for like a big meat handshake. Yeah, and I I, re- I return it heartily. Yeah, you shake hands, and uh, George offers her hand as well. Equally heartily, because I think George can take care of herself. Yeah, Yeah, she she does like you know squint a little bit as if he's trying to crush my. Oh no, he's just trying to be a man. Okay. (laughs) 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 So. Um, what would you like as anybody, um, Butty or Chiquai? Are you guys going to settle in for the evening, or is there anything else you'd like to accomplish before you uh, head off for a night's rest? No, Jaquai is going to re- retire to his suite and uh, do his exercise and practices for him. Everybody knows the only thing that's better than your lips hurting after a full night of kissing. It's a left curtain after a full night of fluting. So, <laughs> body's ready to bed down and, and relax those those lips. Uh, the high fluting body uh, comes a stumbling in, um, sort of like you're probably midway through your sleep, but uh, you all ret- uh, <coughs> retire. Um, I would say, yeah, the the three of you um, get a room, sort of like you know, and sleep in sort of like the same sort of room together. Uh, Lenny and George get their own um, now that they've got some uh, funds uh, together, so they can um, 
or support themselves. Um, I'm not too sure about uh, Mouse. You don't see him for the rest of the night, but you assume, and again, that uh, he's managed to find himself some rest uh, that evening. And uh, you yeah, Mouse will reappear at around six in the morning, as always, in Falkreath, refreshed and uh, looking relaxed. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you all probably think that Mouse is really, really cheap. <laughs> <laughs> And doesn't want to pay rent or taxes. Um, but you all get a good night's sleep and wake up the next to a fully refreshed, um, sort of like hit point maximum. And you can um, redo your spell lists uh, to whatever you feel that you need. Uh, you wake up the next day. Um, the two ladies that were there the night that were still drinking the night away um, are not there anymore. Um, you don't know whether they've gone to a room in the, in the inn or whether they have left um valga is asleep you see the uh, imperial the nord man the uh, with the uh, imperial sword but he's just in clothing that in armor uh behind who is um you assume is uh valga's husband and um and that's it he's the only one behind the bar um there's no it's, the waitress is not there either so uh, as you get up more likely it's going to be uh yeah, probably. Uh, it'll be probably a contest between Luke and uh, Jaquai, who's up first. Um, and you see uh, Mouse walking back in through the front door of the inn. Luke, how did how did your conversation with uh, Lenny and George go last night? Well, I they're they're going to spend some time with Lady Avrusa. I, I I think that may be good for them. It'll give them a bit of structure and. They're going to help her get back to Riften safely, which I think uh, I think it's good for them. I, I, I think they need to get away from here, and she seems to... Avrusa seems to be very... Uh, the, the type of person who may give them some good guidance. I think George... Uh, George George has a good head on her shoulders. Linny is... is uh, he's a wonderful wolf. He is. Uh, he's... There's uh, there's things he needs to work through, but only only he can do that. So, uh, did you he give needs to become his own man? Did you give them some money? I I did I okay. did I, I advanced them a share from the from the party share, and we'll make sure I, I've I've kept an accounting. We'll make sure if it's a uh, if it's a bit much, I'll 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 take it out of my share. No, I I I, I wanted to uh, to add some if if I could, but. Uh, it'll it'll balance out. I was going to give them a, one of my tiger eyes. It's worth ten gold. It, it's it's cool, Mouse. You can uh, take your portion, and, and uh, I'll take it as my performance fee. It's fine. I'm sorry, body. Did you say something? All I heard was some scratching noises. Uh, I, I'm sorry, body. I, I I've heard better from you. I I, I think perhaps. Uh, Perhaps you're better as a solo act. I, I, think, I, I, I think you didn't mesh well with those other two last night. The mead was half formaldehyde or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the hops must be from Dawnstar or something. <laughs> oh, it was rough. Uh, oh, no. Oh, it's fine. Um, so you guys wake up the next morning, probably ha- have some breakfast. And um, the day is yours. Um, you feel in, you're pretty really good about yourselves. Um, 
it's been hard. Um, it's been a very tough experience and very in-your-face experience. What you uh, um, can you hear us, Victor? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I'm just uh, wondering if because uh, you, your video froze for a couple of seconds. I was wondering if it got messed up. Yeah, that must have been my end. Okay. Yeah, because um, everything went away for a second there. So, yeah, it's been a real... You've had run into situations in different parts of uh, Terminal before, but coming into Skyrim for you guys, uh, the three new guys, who it certainly has been a very tough experience. But you feel that um, you've accomplished something very great um, in the few days, short days that you've been here. Um, but maybe... It's time to set your sights uh, uh, somewhere else, uh, head off into the horizon, maybe. So, the day is yours. The rest of Skyrim is yours. What would you like to do? Jaquire, are you still yeah. set on going to Whiterun? I was about to ask about his brother. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I was hoping that that would still be the plan. Mm -hmm. Do you... This morning, I, I wrote a letter to my um, master, Master Fang, and, uh, you know, let him know uh, how much I appreciated the uh, the training that he's given me and, and that uh, I'm still searching for my brother. Um, so I, I would like to, uh, to at least continue that search so that uh, I can be true to my word to my master. Well... I know that, well, I assume that Mouse would know the quickest routes to uh, White Run, um, and one of them passes through Helgen. Uh, do you want to inspect Helgen a little further uh, on the way? Uh, I don't think that's necessary at this point. The uh, the sum of gold that it required to uh, to buy it is. Um, still considerably uh far out of uh mm -hmm. out of reach um so i think i've seen enough for the time being well we can uh okay so um i guess i should ask if mouse would know the the sort of shortcut from the the road to helgen that goes past the location of a notoriously available house to build <laughs> and cuts through the woods and across and then comes through Riverwood, etc. Would he know that? Um, you... Let's see. Hmm. Roll a history check. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. What my history... Um, just... Uh, so uh, that would be 18. 18. Yeah, I mean, you know that if you head that way, um, heading up towards the, the main road, uh, heading west, <coughs> excuse me, um, in the direction of, of Halgen, sort of like as if you're heading off to head off to Rithid, um not only does it um, take you to Helgen, but you're going to be walking past that very large group of mercenaries that mm -hmm. you saw in the morning. Mm -hmm. um, 
You don't know of any special or sort of like, you know, quick routes. You know where Pine Watch is because it's right on the edge of the road. Um, you And all of you passed it on your way up to Halgen before. And that's the name of the place that you heard that this uh, group of mercenaries, which um, their leader, um, who you spoke to last night, um, didn't seem all too... Not last night, but uh, yesterday, didn't seem like all too friendly uh, or on the up and up. And uh, with their history check, you've also heard the name. uh, We'll lump that together. You've heard the name Rigel Strongarm before. Right. And she is a. She was a notorious bandit who used to work the roads attacking caravans and uh, imperial patrols, even sometimes rubbing off of. Sort of like a deliveries made by the imperial caravans. So, so he, so Mouse can impart that route. Uh, can he impart other routes as well? Should I roll for that as well? Well, no, you, you, yeah. So you would um, probably be more survival, but we can rather that that you know all the routes. So you could probably head back the way you came mm-hmm. and head up towards like in Nalta, and then just follow that road straight mm-hmm. all the way up. And back, it probably would be quicker going up to Helgen and back and so But you could probably advise both routes to them. Well, there's three routes, so we could we could we could go along the banks of Illinata through Riverwood, or we could go all the way up to the crossroads and then head head towards White White Run on the other sh- other side of, of you know uh, Shriekwind, um, etc. So there's there's three possible routes. Um, you can do. Uh, going that way would probably add about another week to your journey, though. That'd be much longer. Yeah. All right. So I, I, I will give the the. I will, since Mouse is very has become very fond of and respects Luke greatly. Uh, uh, he'll essentially address Luke and and give these root options to Luke while glancing at Jaquai because he knows it's really Jaquai's uh, quest that we're on at this point. Um, Botty, can you roll an insight check for me, please? Yes. Uh, insight is wisdom, I believe. Yes. Plus two onto wisdom. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, boom. Ooh, 19 plus two is 21. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Mouse is giving you, like, zero respect. He's, like, outright ignoring your opinion on this. He's just talking directly to Luke, and as if they're not giving your ideas or considering your feelings about what route to take at all. He's uh, definitely into what Luke has to say, and even a little bit of what Jaquai wants to say, but for some reason he's no interest in what you want to say. He, he never does. The roll of the eye is something body has come to know very well. The condescension is, is thick. You can cut it with a dagger. Yep, and you definitely know this. You know that uh, Mouse is, not doesn't give you the stink eye, but he, uh, every time you every time you start to, uh, to talk, he sort of like you know you do notice that roll of the eyes, and you know he he's not. Uh, it doesn't seem that he has a lot of time for you. It's really only when she talks about the dragonborn. Well, yeah, with that with that check, you probably you would have noticed that oh, as well. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, I mean, the times where she isn't talking about the Dragonborn, to be fair, to be fair, yeah. far between, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So he imparts all this information to you of, like, you know, what rules to take, and he also says, like, you know, we can head that way up to, towards Elgin, it's the quickest, but, you know, that mercenary group is on its way, and the word got on about checking borders and sort of, like, things like that, so... So, so, so Luke a, a bit is steps out of a reverie, and, and I'll, 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 I'm, I'm sorry. I, I've this has been this has been such a such a I, I don't even know how to describe these past few weeks. I, 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 I feel it's time. I feel it's time to give Shaquai the. Uh, the time that he deserves. He's been very patient. We've been sidetracked. He's he's got a very important he's got a very important quest, and um, I, I I I think this is the time that you know Jaquai. What what are your thoughts? How how would you like to proceed? I, I you know, Body and I are have come here with with our respective quests. You know, Body has found much about the Dragonborn. I I I I feel that I've been led. To all of you, to what's happened to us, I, I, I feel it's now time for me to, 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 to follow. Chiquai, would you and Mouse lead us? Where, 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 should, where would you like to go? How, how would you like to, how would you like to pursue your path? Well, I do appreciate uh, that we're able to, you know, pursue what I, my, my quest, and. While my inner strength show is has no fear of these uh, these mercenaries that uh, are minding the road and and you know potentially could cause us you know some distraction. Um, I I think that if we go the the way that Mouse is, or has suggested going along the lake um i'm perfectly fine with that even if it's a little bit longer um it might actually be faster than you know having to stop for a uh, protracted protracted war against uh, a band of mercenaries so um i i think that that's the wisest the wisest path I, I i've waited i've waited this long a couple of more days is not going to, uh, you know, to change anything. I, I think keeping ourselves out of these uh, entanglements is is wise. Mouse. Yes, I agree. I agree. It's not that much longer to go along the lake. And and body will give you a couple of more days to practice. That's that's outstanding. I'll I'll be sure Mouse was in with earshot. It'll do him well. <laughs> well you all um, head outside to gather your gear, and um, as you're sort of like getting all your gear together, um, Mouse, uh, sorry, Lenny and George uh, finally come upstairs for some breakfast, and uh, they notice that you're getting your your packs on and sort of like you know getting your your walking boots 
all cleaned up, sort of like, you know, making sure everything's all buckled down and tied in place. And sort of like, you know, um, uh, George comes over to to all of you, um, I suppose you're, you know, gathered together as you're sort of like talking and chatting and getting ready and sort of like, you know, she puts out her hand um, to each of you, uh, one after the other, saying, I just wanted to say um, thank you. I will, I'll, I'll never forget. And uh, as as Lenny said to, to Luke last night, if if ever you need our help, you have but to ask. Um, obviously not right now. Um, we got shit to do. But um, any other time, if you're ever in trouble, just send word. And uh, welcome. Uh, after we head back to Riften, um, hopefully uh, by then Avros isn't too sick of us. Um, she can give me a little bit more training, but if not, then we're probably going to head out from there and uh, then head to to Right Run. Um, I've got I've got business there, and uh, Lenny still wants to join the companions or see if he can. I'm not sure. He's old enough yet, but, you know, we'll see. But, um, thank you. Thank you, guys. And, it was an honor. Have a care, George. Uh, big old Lenny, sort of like, uh, rubbing his eyes and that. Sort of like coming over, and he's got his sort of like big arms, and sort of like you know, getting his sleeves in it in the the corners of his eyes, and sort of like they're all a little bit red and that. And, uh, <coughs> he says uh, he comes over, and he's got his um, his hands at his side, and he's rubbing down the sides of his legs. He's like, oh, "Thank you, um, body," and and then he's sort of like you know, nods at you, Jaquai, and and and, uh, and Mouse, and he's. Uh, Thank you for for saving Anarchy and, and for me. He goes, um, uh, and then he looks at you, Luke, and he's like, "If I, you're 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 better than the Winter Warrior." He goes, "Thanks, Luke." And he just like, runs over, grabs hold of you, squeezes the crap out of you. Actually, here, <laughs> your, your your armor bend a little bit. <laughs> As he's sort of like, you know, giving you a big sort of like, I'm going to tell everybody about you guys and, and Luke. Uh, Lenny, I'll, I'll, I'll never forget you. This won't be the last time. He goes, well, once we, once we take the Dunmer lady back, um, I'm going to go to White Run, so we'll see you there. It's a deal. And he sort of like turns around and heads back, and sort of like goes up to the bar, starts over ordering some food. You guys head out into the, the main area. And Valga says goodbye, and you start to head out past, and you hear the <coughs> the uh, the sound of bellows. Uh, being pressed as the 
as uh, Lud is working his forge, he sees you all head out, head towards the farm where all your horses are all um, tied up. He's over like, he looks over and he sees you heading out, holds up his hand, doesn't give it a wave, just holds it up. So he's signaling to you as, a, as you're walking off. Okay. So, what would you like to do? Where are you? Where are you going? Um, are we gonna see what Lod wants, or was that? No, it, it was sort of like saying, it was just like, a, a, like about just like a, a salute, yeah. yeah, an okay. acknowledgement as All you're right. as you're heading out. Oh, well, we're going out the south gate and uh, turning right on the road. Right back the way we came to from the uh, the watchtower there or whatever it was. Oh, was he heading down to the? Um... We're heading back up the road towards the lake. Are you oh. going uh, going along the road? Or are you going to go across the the way you went to the watchtower? Because to get to the watchtower, you went down the back of the. Uh... Yeah, it took uh... us extra time. This time, I think we should take the road and just just go the. Uh... the no, that's. Now that's when you were looking for where the Spriggan was. You ended up getting lost. Where, uh, when you're heading to go towards the watchtower, you head out the back of the because most um, would know this. Uh, uh, the hole of the dead. And oh yeah, can, yeah. You can head out that way and, and sort of like meet at the road by going through all the forests and stuff like that. Well, that's fine. If if we uh, we now know Mouse now knows. <laughs> Way a yes. little better. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Fine. The DC's yeah. a lot lower now that you've yeah, been we'll, we'll, there twice. Okay. We'll take the shortcut going back to the road up that way. Then we, we could go out the south gate and come to the same point. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. You, yeah. You head off out the back and sort of like, you know, um, past the hole of the dead and you see Koost out there, that man that um, sort of like joined you when you went into the uh, hole of the dead there and then into the crypts. Didn't actually get involved in the fray, but was there for moral support and um and they're a very tall old high elf there and again they acknowledge you as you as you walk past and on the horses and trot up towards the forest heading off up to the road to head towards uh, lake inalta all right and so making your way um it's probably going to take you quite a few days but you do Make it well, take a, a day and a half, and you make it onto the road and head up and manage to meet up um, at that crossroads there. Where if you go left, you'd go around all the way to the lake and head down to the road that splits off to head towards Mark Arthur back, um, or you can turn right and go along the edge of the um, of the lake there um, at the back of um, Shriekwind Bastion, and uh, you you go left uh, or right. Oh, we'll take the right, going towards Riverwood. So, along the lake there, um, as you're leading this, uh, judge, but you're also sort of like looking, um, either um, Luke and um, Mouse, uh, seeing as Mouse is leading and, and Luke has um, got such high perception, uh, either both of you can roll for a perception check as you're walking along, or um, mouse, you can roll with advantage. Um. 
Yeah, are you going to rely on Moses? Like, I'll, I'll, I'll take the <laughs> Okay. Did, did you hear me? No, what? No. Yeah, I said I'll take the chance and roll with advantage. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. All right, so that's uh, 21. Nice. 21. So he takes them around, and as you're sort of like, you know, leading the troop, you get them nice and close to the edge of the, of the road so they can see the lake. And it's you manage to point out at the perfect times of, you know, as you're looking down, you can see sort of like fishing boats out on the lake. Um, there's only a couple at at, um, at this point, at this part of the lake. But you look further to the left, and there's for off in the distance are some larger ones, and sort of like you know, you can see the mill on the opposite side. <coughs> um, but nothing seems to obstruct your way. There doesn't seem to be anything on the road ahead. Um, and you don't see anybody sort of like you know that any threats or anything like that. Um, as you're heading down the road, um, do you want to roll? Let's see, um, a history check for me as well, please, Mouse. Okay, okay. And <clears throat> pardon me. Um, that would be an eleven. Eleven. Yeah, it's, it wasn't a difficult DC. As you're walking along the road and stuff like, you know, you're sort of like pointing things out and sort of like, again, you show off um, Tree Green Bastion off to the right there at the, at the, the top of the, that's built into the side of the mountain. And uh, you see um, uh, Luke's eyes open wide as he looks up and sort of like sees the ancient Nord architecture and he's going, that's definitely best. And it clicks with you. There's, uh, there's a place along the road on uh, as you're heading off just past the, to the... Um, um, the, the north of, of Helgen as you come around that road that there's um, probably a place just around there as you're heading down into Riverwood that Luke would love there's mm. a, a place that you know for a fact that he's going to get a kick out of uh, when you take him to uh, this particular point on the road mm-hmm. um, and you aim for it to try and slow down and sort of like you know change it so uh, as you get to this point it's probably going to be a good day to rest a good time to rest for the rest for the night, and uh, you uh, lead them off. It takes a, a few days, um, sort of like you know, camping out and stuff like you know. You've uh, it's this road. You've been down this road many times, so you know the best places to uh, to sleep and things like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, just ahead and around the corner, you know that once you head down um, this road, as you look up, um, you point out to Luke. Um, um, that um, Bleak Falls Barrow built into the uh, mountains just across the way, but you know what's hidden, or hidden around the corner, and uh, you can't sh- uh, wait to show it off to him. Um, wait till you see what's down the, down this hill. There's three stones. They're called the Guardian Stones. Okay, so, so that, at that point, I, uh, Kyle and I definitely do a mental, a mental search of all my readings and obsessive uh, pouring over. His is that does that ring a bell to me? Do I? Yeah, roll a history check. <coughs> oh, Pat's frozen. You cut out for me. 
you, you froze for a second, but you're back. Um, so yeah, roll a history check. All right. Let's see. Ooh, that's not very good. Only a ten. Ten. Uh, you as well, buddy. Actually. Uh, a ten. Um, guardian stones. You know who the guardian. Um, Fifteen. So, uh, Barty, you do know uh, about the Guardian Stones. Uh, Fifteen stones dotted all across Skyrim. Uh, I think it was fifteen, wasn't it? Um, all dotted across Skyrim that are sort of like linked to the gods and um, sort of uh, the people who were born under the constellation to guide the destinies of uh, of people um, on Nern. Um Luke, you you hear Guardian Stones and you think you. You don't know about the stones of Skyrim. You haven't heard of them before. You haven't run across them, um, but you do know of um, sort of like you know the constellations and sort of like you know you heard things of people being born under certain um, stars. Uh, but it gets you very excited. Um, something that uh, uh, Mouse seems to have a real big smile and sort of like you know he definitely wants to show this off to you. So. You come down the bottom road, and as you come around the left, you look off and you see this ancient Nord barrow carved into the mountainside, this massive display, and it's got these arches, about five arches that go up until you see the barrow itself. But they're miles off. It's on the opposite side of the lake. It's up in the middle of the mountains, behind a second mountain. Um, but contrasting out the snow, it just looks completely beautiful especially with the pine trees coming closer and you hear the rushing of the water coming down as it's, the lake is now whittled its way down into a river and it's cascading and you come around the corner and then you see these really ancient Nord carved stones um, just three of them uh, and as um, Mouse tells you these are the guardian stones of Skyrim that dotted all across uh, Skyrim so you know so and you head over there, and it's just about time for you guys to um, uh, to probably get some rest for the rest of that day. So, what would you like to do as you come up uh, upon the the Guardian Stones? Well, Jaquai's ears perk up, and his eyes get big, and he goes running down the hill and says, "Salmon!" <laughs> <laughs> And dives into the water and pulls out a big old fat. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Mouse face palms. <laughs> <clears throat> I've never seen a cat run through water so much. <laughs> Excellent. But, you know, it helps distract him from the uh, from the insatiable desire to walk up and scratch those uh, standing stones. <laughs> <laughs> so I look, I look at Luke and Body and say, I, I believe there's a campsite just just down the hill here uh, on the banks of the river. Or maybe uh, uh, maybe Shaquai can join us once he's had his swim. So I, and I, 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 I incline my head towards the stones. I said, "Mouse, these are, uh, these are, these are uh, safe to approach and study." As far as I know, Luke, they are they are safe to approach. I've I've never uh, I've heard all kinds of legends about them, but I can't tell you any more 
than that they are ancient and powerful. Yeah, okay. You've, uh, you've, you've spent some time with them as well, nice. You've actually camped here next to them, and mm -hmm. they're nice. They they look nice. They're they were they're definitely ancient northern design, um, but they don't do nothing. You, you've touched it. You've rubbed it. You kicked it. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> there should be something there, some power, but uh, yeah, just uh, yeah, and just nothing. Yeah. So so uh, so after we uh, Luke Luke will uh, will we'll make take care of his responsibilities first and help set up camp. Then once camp is set up, he'll uh, he'll go study the stones for a bit. Okay. And maybe maybe take a maybe take a rubbing of the most interesting runes or copy them into his into his notebook. Yeah. So as you. As you come up uh, from the camp, the stone uh, closest to you, you come around it and you see um, a carving into it um, of what appears to be a mage, and you know that this is uh, the mage stone from the constellation of the mage. And you're looking over to the right, and you can see the constellation of, um, uh, uh, was it the, it's not the shadow, is it? Um, of the thief. Um, and again, it's got some constellation on it. And then there's one that seems to a very similar one, and it's actually you've seen in your abbey as well, is the, the sign of the warrior. And um, you have a look at it, and apart from the sword, it looks very similar to you. It's got a sword and a shield. It's got a shield, it's heavy armor and things like that, but it hasn't got a sword. Slightly different to you, but it does look similar to you. So yeah, have a look at the, uh, was it the, the thief stone and the, the mage stone and things like that, and nothing happened. Um, but then you put your hand on the warrior stone. And as you guys are down in the camp, you hear, and you look down and you see where all the constellation, the stars on the stone goes, doosh, starts to glow, doosh, and a, conjecting, a connecting line from each star to the next as the entire constellation lights up as you place your hand on it. In the center where the hole is, starts to light up. And all of you are sitting down at the camp, getting your camp gear out, look to the right, and as the warrior stone, you see Luke's hand on it. And just frozen in place as this light shoots off up into the sky and suddenly clears all the clouds. All the rain instantly stops. And you see, you're too far away, but um, Luke, you've gone completely blind and your sight is taken over by a blinding white light. And all you hear is vroom, 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 vroom. as you feel yourself floating and you go higher and higher. And then you open your eyes and you instantly look to your left where you see <coughs> brown, dark brown feathers to the left of you and dark brown feathers to the right as you're soaring through the sky and you look down at your talons dangling from below you as you're flying and soaring through the sky you look to your left and you look back and you look back at the whole of Falkreath Hold as now all the sky starts to clear all the clouds disappear and the sun shines down on it and you look down and you see this whole area of the forest just starts to give off this real healthy warm green glow just doosh, doosh, 
you see this sort of like kind of like a golden light as you're sort of like hovering there you're still above the stones but you're just hovering and you look down and it's this golden light like a trail and you see your path as you came up along the lake you also see your path coming down from Helgen and you look down and it seems that you're able to zoom in and you see um, the Nord woman you saw in town as she's walking up behind this cart driven by a, a Gajit that's heading back up uh, towards Helgen but stopping off at this little hut just below it and you see your path again both of them as they come back around um, Falkreath Tower and heading back down the back of the Hall of the Dead and in through uh, Falkreath and out back all the way back up the way you came up to Hold Ears Cairn and into the inn you see Alpi in his bar sort of like you know all alone bored out of his mind standing near the fire and then the road leads back and again and it heads back all the way back to the abbey where you came and there you see there the head priest and Vidgar is just in there just pottering around going outside and plucking up potatoes and putting them in a bucket at the back of the abbey and as you're looking there you're looking all across and this light catches your eye as you look down just to the south of Falkreath Tower as this bloom of bright light heads in this tiny little ruin. And as you look in, you peer, your eyes zoom in, and you see these two bears and stand up as this golden green light starts to emanate from the center of this wooden statue as this spriggan starts coming back to life. Mm. Look down, and then from the back, over your head, you hear, you feel this horrible rain, this wind, and then you hear a thunderstorm behind you, and you feel this tempest, this god awful, and you ahead of you is all serene, heading back into Fall Creek and heading back through down the roads and then back through that looks like it's a very nice easy path it's a nice and gentle way you could probably head back there and never run into trouble again but behind you there is a raging torrent of rain storms lightning behind you but you can't ignore it you know what's behind you. What do you want to do? So, wait, so... Ahead wait, of behind... you. Yeah, you've, you've turned around, and behind you is all of Falkreath Hold. And it's serene. The sky is clear, there's no rain. The sun is beating down, and you see the, the forest thriving people, animals... The bears are happy, uh, the spriggan is gently, and you see the path leading all the way back to Vidgir, back in the abbey, having a nice, peaceful life. And that's a path just behind you, 
back the way you came. Mm-hmm. And behind you, there is a a maelstrom, a tempest, a raging storm behind you that you just simply can't ignore. No, no, I can't ignore. Kinnereth is the... I, I follow the path of the tempest. Kind, kind, I, I can't ignore the path of kind. Path of kind is into the tempest. Path of kind is to control the tempest. That, that's. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I left behind me peace. I must go where the tempest leads me. I'm, I'm very happy that Vidgir is is peaceful. So very happy the Spriggan is recovering. But that's not my path. My path is into the tempest. With your decision made, you turn what you feel is your fingers, but your the left wing of whatever it is you are now tilts and you begin to turn and you turn around. And as you turn around, you find your feet again. And you're standing what appears to be in some ruin. All around you is just a raging storm. Rain is lashing at the side of your face, coming in from the right-hand side. And there's lightning, thunder and lightning everywhere. Before you is a set of stairs leading up. Apparently you're at the top of some mountain. And there's some steps leading up towards this mountain. You look to your left, and you hear this as if they're striking, and you've heard that noise before, but it's all in shadow. Um, Make a perception check. That's going to be pretty good. Let's see. Perception, perception. That is wisdom or intelligence? Wisdom. Wisdom, so that's an 18. 18. You've heard these types of noises, this... And they're slashing and they're... And these are the noises you've always remembered. Um, it's of Jaquai every time he strikes and hits and knocks out an opponent, but it's all lost in shadow. You know what's in that shadow but you can't see inside it. You can't get there. You look to your right and make another perception check. Ooh. Critical failure. You look to your right, but instantly the vision ahead of you just takes um, all of your vision. As at the base of these steps that are leading up, you see Botty and she's on her knees and she's looking up, she's got a shield in her hand and then above her you see this Draugr with a shield in one hand and a steel sword in the other and he's smashing down again repeatedly on Bati and Bati with blood coming out of the temples of her, uh, coming out of her temple and her knuckles all scuffed up and this boy and you look back up to the scene that suddenly takes you by surprise and make your perception check. Oh, 
Ooh, another bad one. Uh, not a failure, but like a six. Six. As you're looking across this, you head towards this um, scene. You, you, it's Botty. She's in trouble. You've got to go and help her. You rush towards her, and as you look up, um, you roll a history check now. Uh, oh, natural 20. Natural 20. Plus a lot of bonuses. Um, not so much Draugr. This just looks like a long dead corpse. There's no ancient Nord armor on. It's not an ancient Nord. It's not a Draugr. This is just a recently dead person. This is a dead person that recognize. This is a dead person that caused you to retreat earlier on uh, you look down at the neck and you see this bolt sticking out of the bottom of the neck blood dried all the cave blood down the front of its shirt and you see this person that you used to know used to be your friend and it's trying to attack and it's trying to kill body What do you do? So, this is still a, 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 a vision, as it were, right? No, this is, you it, You can physically see it happening. You see the blood, you smell the blood, you feel the rain on your face. So, I, 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 I've, I've never used this skill, uh, but I feel this is the time that uh, I would I would try to turn undead. I mean, this is clearly not a natural thing. So the the creature that's uh, the creature that's attacking body, I, I would present my holy symbol and and say, in the name of kind, be gone. As you say this, um, roll. Um, uh, it was no, it's a spell safe. So let me roll. So that's a uh, an eleven. What's your spell save DC? Uh, it is uh, 14. 14, so that's a no. So, as this happens, it looks up to you. <clears throat> and it goes, why, Luke? Why? Why her? Why not me? It doesn't move. And it looks down and continues to smash as if the your turn of dead didn't have any effect. Mm. Botty's shield has just been broken in two and he's now about to stab her through the chest. I, I, I can only I can only turn to the power of my god. I I I, I try to cast uh I try to cast Thunderwave uh, to, to to blow to push back this creature that's attacking body and you use your channel divinity to max it out do you want to roll yes of course absolutely absolutely okay so roll damage all right so with with channel divinity actually don't roll damage it automatically maxes so uh uh, yeah it's um so it uh, the critter rolls a save so with that, 
uh, you cast Thunder Wave and it blasts. You walk right up to because uh, Body is right next to it. Yeah, I just, I just rush and try to interpose myself between Body and this creature, and with all my might and, and cast Thunder Wave and channel Divinity to, to to give the maximum power of my divinity of my deity towards towards this creature. You smash into it and. Uh, it fails its save, so ends up getting pushed ten feet uh, backwards. And as you hit it, it slams backwards, going up the steps to the top. And as you look at the top of these steps, um, it smashes into the bottom of the, what appears to be this table. Um, the corpse is completely destroyed. Um, its arms are broken, its legs are smashed um, completely destroyed um, but still the face remains the face of your friend you slowly step up to the top of the stairs and as you walk closer you look up to the top of the stairs and to your right there's this seems to be this round pedestal and you see this light coming down and in on standing upright is this shield and is in this light and then to the left of it in a separate light there's a table something similar that you would find in um, more than likely in a in a hall of the dead or arcades thing and it's also vast in light but there's nothing on the table it's very similar to a, a table that you would prepare dead bodies on. And you turn, you hear the voice in your head. Your decision has been made. But also another awaits. Do you give or take? I give. You say that, but nothing happens. What will you have of me? Would you give or take? And you look to your surroundings again, and to your right, there's a round pedestal has a shield standing on it, bathed in light. And then to your left, there's a small table that looks very similar to what you would find in the Hall of the Dead. You've seen them before. Something that you would um, work on a dead body, um, preparing it for the next life. So that, I mean, that the table is like human, like bodies, human body size. Like, you turn turn around. Yeah, look at the table. You turn around behind you, down the steps, and body is gone. The shadows are gone. Everything else is gone. And you look at your feet. All there is is the the body of the, the person who died. I, I, I pick up the body and lay it on the table. 
as you lay it on the table, you see all the dead skin start to flake off and this bright blue fluorescent light come through from on the side as all this dead, wretched flesh just falls off it and the bolt that was in its throat disappears and its eyes open and it looks at you. Luke. Luke, is that you? Yes, it's I. (laughs) Thank you, my friend. Thank you for stopping me doing that terrible, terrible thing. Thank you for... She said I still have a chance. She said you can... She said I can stand with you again. And if I... I make something of myself this time... And I can, I can go to Sovereign God. I, I don't want to go back to what I was. So I thank you, my friend. Thank you for stopping me. And I'm sorry you, it took it so much of a toll. appears you might need my help and he stands off the the table and he stands by your side and then the table pushes off to its left and the pedestal with the shield and it pushes off to its right the sides and you walk up to the very top to the edge of this precipice this top of what's serious this mountain and you look all across all across Skyrim and you see the map laid out ahead of you you see High Hrothgar the throat of the world to your right and off to the left you see the city of stone and beneath it boiling bubbling green putrid pus mixed in with gnashing black blades coming up from underneath and surrounding the city of stone tearing it apart pulling its people below you look off to your right as you're scanning all across the map and then in the center you see this city (coughs) with a very large keep atop a hill and all you see is surrounded by flames totally engulfed in flames surrounding the city itself safe but surrounded by fire look off to your right further on you look across um, these swamplands and you see a beacon a tree truly one of kind's great works and it just ever flowing surrounding black mist swirling around it tearing at its branches tearing at its fruit ripping its leaves off and slowly burning and dying 
continue looking off to your right. At the very far right, you see all manner of creature of men, myrrh, and beast folk, all toiling in fields, toiling on rivers and lakes and fishing companies and beards, all bound in paper chains. Look back to your left again and you look to the top. Look at the very furthest part, up to the ocean. The uh, the sea just passed and you see this large castle, this keep. And from behind it, you see this swirling blue orb, just of black and blue, like a tranquil ocean where you would find out in Hammerfell, mixed with the blackness of the sea of ghosts in the middle of a torrent, and it's all spinning. All inside this orb, this orb expands and expands until it engulfs the entirety of Skyrim. And then suddenly, bloom, all of Skyrim disappears. There is nothing. Everything is gone. There is just a void. Skyrim no longer exists. There's only you and the ghost beside you. Then you wake up and you're standing in front of the stone. Your eyes open. So, Luke, you have gained Kynes Ward from the Warrior Stone. Three times in battle for a period of one day, you can call your old friend to your side where he has the chance to aid you in battle and prove his bravery and his honor to earn his way into Sovereign God. By this time, all of you guys have been watching Luke, his eyes gone completely white over, just holding, standing on the stone as this light opened the hole at the top of it has caused another whole, uh, light from the very top of the stone to shoot into the sky, which ended up clearing the sky. He's been there for a good minute. And you all come up to the stones and see this. You're back to consciousness now, Luke. Kind of. Are, are you not done with me? And I looked to the heavens. And... Assuming I get no answer, I look to body. Is body hale? Is body healthy? Is body okay? She's fine. Seemingly not to worry. She's just like a little su surprised mouth open. Probably a big smile on her face. Actually, body, you probably describe what you're looking at. Like that probably be better. I am. Um, 
quickly realize that I need to quit playing the Dragonborn comes over and over and over again. I'm giving people seizures at this point. <laughs> the, um... <laughs> the white in your eyes came through, Luke. You were You were gone for a moment there. I was very concerned. I haven't seen anything like this happen before in Skyrim. Have you ever con uh, known of anything like this? Um, was it the uh, mouse roller history chip? Well, actually, no. It's been recent enough. You yeah. saw the same thing in um, inside uh, Fall Crease Tower when he uh, cast a spell through and uh, managed to fix up or heal as much as he could. Mm. Uh, the and the, um... Um, I knew these stones had power, but I had no idea. It's a... It's not the stones. It's Kinnereth. Her power. Her power speaks for the stones. Yeah, I, well, I think you're right, Luke, but it is the stones. They're very ancient. They provide a channel. They must. And I reach back and I touch the stone again. Colin, I assume nothing happens this time. The same stone? Yeah, I touch it again. Just I, the, the warrior stone. Yeah, I just touch the warrior stone again, and yeah, yeah, nothing happens. Yeah, it's just reflexive. I, I so. I, I I thought I thought she was done with me. She asked more of me. If, if only I'm up to it. What did you see? Things I cannot speak about. But we must press on. We must press on. So be it. After seeing this, uh, is there anything anybody else would like to do? I'd like to eat some salmon. <laughs> and I'll share. <clears throat> um, so Jaquai recognizes that uh, that Luke had just had a, a vision experience. And so he looks at him and, and bows. And, and, and Luke, Luke returns the bow with, with all the respect he can muster. And I look at Body and say, there's a song in there somewhere. But not tonight. <laughs> I didn't say that. I don't want to kill Luke. I better not. So you all make a camp, you all sit down uh, and um, eat, drink. Is there anything you'd like to accomplish with this night's rest or anything you'd like to talk about or do or discuss? Well, I think we just need to uh, just kind of be there for Luke. He's clearly had a very powerful experience and he just needs 
good friends and support and no uh, and no more questions about what happened. So maybe a few stories, maybe a little uh, game of something. And, and and Luke Luke asked Body for uh, for a song um, for a song of Cyrodiil something that she would have sung in Cyrodiil. Let's uh, let's look back for a moment. Body Body dives deep into the, as a, a deep cut as as they say into the. <laughs> neck they notch she has notches in her lute neck to denote songs that uh, could possibly need referring referencing to because when you know hundreds of songs sometimes it's hard at the tip uh, just to be able to, to play them so she takes a deep cut from Cyrodiil and strums a, a, a soulful comforting tune for Luke thank you So you make camp and rest up that night, wake up uh, the next morning and um, break camp and, and head up uh, down the road as you're on your way to um, Riverwood, heading down to the nearest town. Um, how long have we been going for? Has it, has it been that long? Another hour, easy. Yeah, a little, little over an hour, I think. Yeah. So, and um, as we leave the uh, Guardian Stones behind, and you're heading down the the um, the river at the riverside, you um, head slowly down towards Riverwood there, and cross the border, and um, little border flag there telling you you've now entered into White Run Hold. And um, you pass the. Um, the road that leads up to Embershard Mine and uh, you point that out um, uh, Mouse telling them that uh, it seems to be in working order but usually ends up getting taken over by bandits every other year um, and you head uh, down the road and you say we're just crossing into the border to uh, Right Run, this is White Run Hold now and uh, Riverwood uh, the town across here is uh, is not that far away and uh, that's where we'll pick up next time. It's uh, our, our intrepid gang head off and down into um, uh, Riverwood, uh, the little town. So thank you very much, everybody, for listening. And um, we'll uh, see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Yep. Good night. Skyrim 1080 would like to thank Tabletop Audio for the use of their music in this podcast. If you would like to find more music like this, just go to tabletopaudio.com for more information. Thank you. Thank you for downloading this edition of Skyrim 10 AD. Email the show at skyrim10ad at gmail.com. For more information, please visit asapodcasting.com where you will find a Skyrim Attic podcast, the Fallout feed, and our Amazon link which benefits the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. 
Find our social media in the show notes. Thanks for listening.